Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have a vegan author joining us. Her name is Robin Raven, and she wrote a pretty unique book about Santa. It's called Santa's First Vegan Christmas, and this is Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey guys, what's going on? I hope you're having an awesome week. This is Corey, and if it's your first time hearing us, then thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending just a little bit of time with me because we have an awesome guest today. So who am I? Who is this guy that you're listening to? Well, like I said, my name's Corey. I am a husband. I'm a father of three and a plant-based athlete. And each week I get to talk to some of the most inspiring folks that I can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. See, for me, finding time to work out, make healthy, quick meals for me and my family, and spend quality time together, whew, all that can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks that you will take away some quick tips or inspiration that you can try in your life to keep you and your family going strong. Now we got a wonderful guest today. Before we get to her, I have to give a huge shout out to Culture City. Culture City is one of the top 10 nonprofits in the country as named by Microsoft, and they are who I personally choose to support with my Blogging for Good initiative. Culture City not only raises awareness, but also acceptance for families living with autism, and they are wonderful. If you or anyone in your family is living with autism and wants to know more, I definitely recommend you visit them at culturecity.org. That's culture with a K, culturecity.org. Great organization. All right, folks, let's get into today's guest. Today we have Robin Raven. Now, Robin is a passionate woman about animal advocacy. She is a great writer, and uh, I really enjoyed her book. She her, she has a new book out. It's called Santa's First Vegan Christmas. And um, it, it talks about that connection between animals and humans. And, you know, she she brings up some amazing points when we're talking about the fact that, you know, most of the pictures that Santa's in, he's actually whipping reindeer. <laughs> and there's something about that that I never even thought about. That hello, that that's totally messed up, right? So it's it's really interesting the conversation we have. She's just very pleasant to speak to, and I know you're gonna have a blast. So let's get right into it. It is my conversation with Robin Raven about Santa's first vegan Christmas. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. And today, as I mentioned, we have a wonderful author, an author that's taken the scene on the vegan scene. Uh, and her name is Robin Raven. Robin, welcome to the show. Hi, Corey. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. You know, I came across Santa's first vegan Christmas, and I just had to have you on the show. Congratulations on this book. Thank you so much. I'm so uh, touched by the response. Thank you. Absolutely. And of course, being recognized by PETA as one of the top holiday books to get. Uh, you know, as a, as a parent that reads 
many different books to my kids to, to teach them about this lifestyle. Our, our family, of course, is completely vegan. Um, you know, we, we find little things like this extremely helpful. Um, how, how did you come about this vegan journey? Like what, what was it for you that said, okay, you know what, I need to make a change here? Or have you always been, you know, vegan? How did it work out for you? That's a great question. I actually went vegetarian when I was a kid because I always had a huge love of animals. And as soon as I connected it, um, I didn't want to eat animals. And so I went vegetarian as a child, the only one in my family. And then uh, more recently, I became made the full vegan switch once I realized the dairy and egg industry, um, all the problems there. So now I'm vegan for life. So it's, uh, <laughs> my journey is about my love of animals, being concerned about animals. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, I, every show I feel like I bring this up, but there's there's three reasons that people switch to this lifestyle. You know, it's either for the animals, for like a acute health situation, or for the planet. You know, the greenhouse mm-hmm. gas emissions, et cetera, et cetera. And um, you know, I, I don't feel like there's one there's not one right way or one right reason that we we do this. I feel like uh, it's a win all the way around. So. You know, when when you made that change and you were the only one in your family that was eating this way, what was that like for you? Um, you know, it was it was interesting. My family was very supportive and understanding of it. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's wasn't that difficult for me. It was harder for me to switch from vegetarian to vegan than from uh, eating meat to going vegetarian because I was never a meat very very big on me anyway um so i feel like that was kind of easier for me um right on yeah there weren't as many convenient foods it it was in the 90s when i went vegetarian so there weren't as many like convenient foods now like you go in any major grocery store you can get even vegan cheesecake you know now (laughs) so many different (laughs) vegan foods but that's true there weren't very many at least not in my town in alabama (laughs) it's true and you know i want to dive into the book in a second but you know you mentioned vegan cheesecake so i have to talk about it (laughs) yeah so you know with with brands like daya and so delicious you know you've got the the ice creams and uh pretty much like you said i mean you got the melting cheeses you can get like i love the chow cheese you know every now and then it melts and make a nice grilled cheese out of it or something like that you know but uh, being vegan doesn't necessarily uh equate with healthy sometimes and so you know how do you gauge what what a healthy vegan diet is versus kind of a, a junk food vegan diet you personally um, I need to work on that more probably <laughs> uh, because I'm always on the go and I'm always really busy um, uh, with my running and uh, different things that I tend to go for convenience foods a little too often, you know, but luckily a lot of convenient meat, like Amy's is pretty healthy, you know, and some, some convenient foods can be healthy, but I could definitely work on that balancing that part a little better. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. O- Oreo. I always say Oreos are vegan. So it's like, you can say you're vegan, but it does not mean that you're healthy. So we got to be careful with that. Yeah, but, I think, um, yeah, I think that's the, the stereo, a big stereotype of veganism, but yeah, yeah. kinds of treats too. Oh my goodness. Now, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Did you, obviously you didn't have a turkey like us, we didn't have a turkey, but did you do like a tofurkey or a garden or what did you do? This year I did Gardein. I love Tofurky, though, too. Um, this year I did the individual little Gardein, Gardein roast that they have. Yep, me too. We did yeah. the exact same thing, except we did the big honking one, the massive one. It was like the holiday roast. They call it a big holiday roast. Oh, that sounds good. How was it? 
Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. You know, it's it's weird for us, though, because our family, you know, our family, meaning me, my wife, and our three kids, we're the only vegans in our family. So oh. when we have Thanksgiving, we all want to get to the same house, but we literally bring every single thing that we eat. Oh, my gosh. And it's that so crazy. Be, I mean, come on. It's like the other family members. I'm like, seriously, do you have to throw butter in these mashed potatoes? Because I could totally eat them. If you just put earth balance in them and it tastes exactly the same, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's the the marshmallow topping on top of sweet potatoes. It's like, do you know that there's Dandy's marshmallows? They're totally vegan. They will melt the exact same and they taste the same. Like small adjustments. I know it's, it's really easy to go vegan once you realize that there really are, you know, substitutions for everything, you know, not to miss out on anything. It's true. It's true. So the love, let's get back to this love of animals because that is something that we have in common. Of course, we, uh, we had our little dog Newman a while ago and, uh, he is not with us, uh, anymore, but he was an awesome dog and gosh, we just, we miss him so much. But, um, you know, talk to me about, was there, was there a, a, a pet or an animal that you had when you were growing up that you just really connected to that, that kind of helped with this this love of our animal friends? Oh, was there ever? Yes. I still talk <laughs> about her to this day all the time. <laughs> her name was Marta, and I got her when I was 10 years old, and she was the most amazing um, dog, a uh, little mutt, but she looked like um, part uh, long-haired Dotson. But oh. she's a little bit bigger than them. <laughs> They're so cute. Now, the yeah. Dotsons are the wiener dogs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep, there yeah. you go. That's the informal name. Yeah, I'm sure they don't like being called that. <laughs> like, bro, don't call me a wiener dog, okay? I am a Dotson, you know? <laughs> the, the formal name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The she, long ones. Yeah, I was so – I got so close to my dog, Marta, and – um. Yeah, just it really when you really get to know um, animals of you know any species, um, you really get to see that there's so much like us. I think in ways um, that people don't often acknowledge. I mean, yeah, it, it's true. I mean that that connection. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's not. I'm not talking about just the connection between you and your animal friend. I am talking about connecting the dots between if you can sit there and you can love your dog right Mm -hmm. that is another living creature that has a brain Mm -hmm. it has a mother it has a life it has feelings how can you be okay with then eating chicken nuggets which which are thrown into a grinder and destroyed and their bones and their beaks and everything else is grinded up and put into a nasty little patty and then it's fried and then you eat that how it's that connection that is so weird and you know us Mm -hmm. being these vegan folks it's like we're the weird ones by (laughs) by by calling attention to that you know Mm -hmm. and so so what is it Robin, like, what what is it that is making us so weird? Is it our approach? Like, do we maybe need to be a bit more welcoming and not so abrasive? Or, you know, what is it? I don't know. I do try to. That's the the approach I try to have. Is I do try not to be abrasive, and I do. Um, 
I come at it from, I think, a non-judgmental perspective and just, you know, but at the same time, I'm going to tell it like it is and I'm not going to agree to like a comforting lie. I've had, <laughs> I've had people try to tell me that, well, you know, I eat meat, but I, I don't support hurting animals in any way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Again, that's that connection. They don't understand yeah. the connection. And that, I think it's because they eat the meat because they think they need it. They think their mm-hmm. body actually needs it, you know, for mm-hmm. protein or whatever you want to say. Um, but really, I mean, yeah, it's a great source of protein. Don't get me wrong, but it's also an amazing source of saturated fat. Right. Um, and, you know, not to mention, yeah, like the animal's life, you know, but what, what do you say, Robin, to those people that are like, well, you know, what are we supposed to do? Just let every cow in the world like roam free? Like, what are we supposed to do? You know, the people that are kind of the naysayers, like, how do you approach that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just try to, um, stay positive when possible, but also stick to the facts. And, um, you know, I just try to explain the truth and explain my point of view and also just explain the indisputable facts of the (laughs) scientific, you know, the scientific community has pretty much established that non-human animals are sentient, you know, and, um, they're what? Wait, say it again. The, non-human animals are sentient um what does that mean what does sentient mean aware um of themselves and let's see let me what is the text is that what it is just just aware like i mean mm-hmm. hey excuse me about the big words that's my bad but you know, know. you're much you're you're the author you're the one that has the excellent vocabulary but <laughs> i'm glad that we define that because i know if i'm like whoa what did you just say did you say mm-hmm. centaur or did you say sentient <laughs> what did you say <laughs> but no we got it now okay so it, they the scientists have you know, determined that they are aware. I mean, even pigs, I mean, holy cow, they're mm-hmm. so intelligent, right? Right. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what about, what about like domesticated animals? What, what, how do you feel about that? I mean, like, just like Marta, I mean, you had a dog. I mean, um, you're, you're not, you wouldn't say that like all dogs, like, cause in the book it says, um, you know, releasing dogs from their chains. I mean, you're obviously talking about abused dogs that are, you know, thrown around a tree all day in the heat, you know, just to sit there. We're, we're not talking exactly. about domesticated animals that we love no. that we treat. Okay. okay. So no, no, no. <laughs> elab- elaborate on that for me just so we can help people. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually a problem in, in Alabama. There aren't enough laws to protect animals and um, people do leave dogs on chains all day long and even all night. And it's, it's terrible, a terrible way um, for dogs to live. And so that's one of my, one of the things I think is, is really wrong. And I think making people more aware of that um, is important. And that, that's why I included that bit in there. What's but, your, what's your take on spaying and neutering? I think it's very, very good, very important. Um, it saves so many lives and so many, so many um, dogs and cats are born without ever getting to know love and homes and yeah. pet overpopulation is a big problem. So I think it's important. I've, what about you? I, you know, I've honestly never thought about it until this exact moment. Um, I guess, you know, I'm just used to hearing Bob Barker say it all the time, you know, to help control the animal population. But um, yeah, no, I, I think it's an interesting thing to think about. And I, I think, yeah, you're, you're right. It does, it does help, you know, because, um, you know, even with cows, you know, they just, they artificially inseminate them over and over and they're just producing more baby cows to then use as veal. And it's like, holy cow, you know, is this, is this right? Uh, this is, this is strange, you know? Um, but as far as spaying and neutering, yeah, I, I'm going to have to think about that more, but I, I, 
I tend to agree with you, you know, initially that it, mm-hmm. it's an important part because um, you do want them to control the population of pets and, and make sure that they go to good homes and, and not be abused and have a horrible life for the time that they are here, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yes. Well, what what would it take? What is, what is a perfect kind of world that um, there's kind of this vegan harmony? What, what would that be for you? What would that look like? Um, I think everyone showing love and compassion and respect um, for each other and other species, not seeing them as commodities or looking for ways that they can use them or how that they can serve them that yeah, is showing respect for each other. Yeah, we could we could do that on a human level first and then mm. kind of get yeah. to our, our animal friends. I feel like we took a couple steps backwards in the last few months, but uh, yeah. You know, hopefully we can get back on track here as a as a human species and and share that love with our with our animal friends uh, for sure because it's mm-hmm. it's definitely needed. Um, well, well, let's talk about your awesome book, Santa's First Vegan Christmas, and um, you of course were the author, and then we had Kara Maria Schunk as your illustrator. So, uh, where did the idea for the book come from? Oh, um, yeah, it's a great question. Um, I've always, as I mentioned before, I've always loved animals. And um, a few years ago, I was watching a lot of holiday movies um, because I'm also a big Christmas enthusiast. I love the holidays. (laughs) And I was also looking at a lot of Christmas art. And um, I noticed that there's kind of like this casual violence within the Santa world that was sort of accepted without question. (laughs) I know it's something that I think casual violence in the Santa world. I love it. There is like you don't realize it. Like I hadn't even realized that even being um, so much for animals until I was I was looking at so much of it, and it was like in all these different stories when there are these otherwise compassionate heroes, but um, in many uh, depictions of Santa, he's carrying a whip, and in a lot of the art, it shows the whip in midair about to strike a reindeer. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and Santa's you know supposed to be the ultimate good guy, but there he was, you know, beating his poor reindeer and so I was taken aback by the casual kind of violence in the story and um it made me think of how animals are treated cruelly in real life because even horses um today um are treated like that um horse-drawn carriages still um even though we don't need them and yeah so it's um he reminded me of the parallels and I um got the idea of this character who stood up for herself and and fought back and so the idea of Dana the reindeer was born and so she ended up being a fun character she has her quirks but <laughs> she stands up for herself and she convinces Santa very gently to the error of his ways and <laughs> she's yes. the hero of this and then she sets free everyone. All of yeah. all of the animals are set free. Well, it's a wonderful book, folks. I did get a chance to to read it. Uh, Robin sent it to me as an ebook, and I'm so thankful for that. Thank you for sending that to me, Robin. That's very kind of you. Um, and uh, the the illustrations are just adorable. I mean, the cover of the book, uh, folks. There's a, a a huge Christmas tree, and then you've got Santa with reindeer standing on their back legs, uh, holding hands, kind of like singing Kumbaya with cows and bunnies and elves and everything sheep i see a sheep yeah <laughs> I, I want to say a penguin but that's not a penguin it's got to be something else no i think it's actually a penguin 
I think she did put a pet penguin in. Let me she, see. Let me she it. slipped that in on purpose. I'll bet you. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I'll bet you nobody's going to notice that penguin, but she totally <laughs> slipped it in. I love oh, it. I see it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love You know, this is an actual painting that she did. Aww. I think it's so gorgeous. I, I was so happy um, with Kara's paintings and her art for the book. Now, how did you guys connect? I know you worked with vegan publishers for the book. Did they kind of connect you two as a, a perfect fit or had you known uh, Kara before? I didn't know Kara before. Vegan Publishers introduced her and assigned her to the book, and I was so thrilled that they did because I think that she captured the spirit of the story perfectly, and she really got Dana the reindeer and what I was trying to say and added to it, and she did a beautiful job with her art. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, what is your favorite page out of the 30 pages? What is what is your favorite page? Oh, my favorite is actually the last one because, you know, I was telling you about my dog Marta before. Yeah. She got a cameo on the very last page um <laughs> i asked for that whenever she was doing the art i asked if she could put uh, marta in the book and so she gave her a little cameo in the, in the last page oh <laughs> yes i see her she's uh yes. got the black with the little little gold eyebrows there yes exactly <laughs> adorable well folks again you know i'm sitting here looking at the book so sorry to make you jealous but you can go grab it on amazon yeah. um or you can get it on veganpublishers.com of course but um so, uh, Robin, where else can we follow you? Where else can we find out more information about what's going on with you and get the updates and stuff like that? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm on Twitter. Uh, Robin Raven is my username and also Facebook slash Robin Raven. Um, so, and I also have a website, RobinRaven.com. It's being revamped, but should be back up again. Aren't all event. websites being revamped? Yeah. Like at all times? Yeah. <laughs> Mine has been for a while, but it's, I swear it's going to get back up this week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit of time with us and uh, telling us about your awesome book. I can't wait to read it to my kids. Uh, they're they're just going to love it. I mean, it just makes them feel more included and, and happy and uh, it's, it's going to be great. So thanks for, for going out on a limb and writing something that's different and totally positive in a world that is, you know, it's tough. So we, we need as many happy things as we can. So thank you. Thank you so much, Corey. It was so wonderful to talk to you. All right. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But don't let your experience end here. Visit us online over at leangreendad.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. We've even got a YouTube channel. So go check it out. Most of our action happens on Facebook. Uh, If you want to, we also have a free grocery shopping guide. I go on tour in Whole Foods, one of my wonderful supporters, and I shop around there, and I even give you cheat sheets that you can take with you to the store. All you have to do is enter your email on the homepage there. I will send it right to you. It's a three-part video series, completely free. And, of course, it comes with those cheat sheets, like I mentioned. So until next time, my friends, this is Corey from Lean Green Dad saying keep going that extra mile for your family. Talk to you soon. Bye.